You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi guys, I'm Prasad Banerjee and I write about tech at Mint. And this is Tech Factor, a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths. Today's episode will be hosted by RJ Ayush. Ayush is a RJ with Fever FM and hosts his own tech show called Tech Panti. Over to you Ayush. This is a very special episode brought to you by Dell Technologies. You know, extraordinary times require extraordinary interventions. With the rapid pace of technological advancements and the increasing reliance on cloud-based solutions, it is more important than ever for businesses to have the access to reliable, high-performance servers that can support their needs. By providing top-notch x86 mainstream server solutions, Dell Technologies rose to the occasion and cemented its place as the leading provider in India once again. As per the IDC Worldwide Quarterly Server Tracker 2022 Quarter 3, it is the fifth consecutive quarter that Dell Technologies has grabbed the number one spot in India in the mainstream server segment. To shed light on the impressive advancements in the mainstream server space in India and their impact on businesses undergoing digital transformation, today on the show we joined by Manish Gupta. Manish is Vice President and General Manager of Infrastructure Solutions Group with Dell Technologies India. He has been associated with the organization for more than 6 years and looks after the infrastructure solutions businesses in India. In a career spanning about 2 decades, Manish has been associated with leading technology organizations like IBM and Lenovo. Hi Manish, how are you? Welcome to Techsectra. Very well, Ayush. Thank you for having me here. Before we explore Uh, you know dell technologies reign as the top player in the mainstream server market in india it would be really helpful to get a little sense of the landscape first could you provide a snapshot of the current state of the mainstream server sector in india and what trends and disruptions have shaped this market oh absolutely you know the indian market the indian server mainstream market has been growing at a phenomenal pace in fact if you look at the year till date performance and we have data till q3 Indian market has grown at over 30% year over year. You got to remember 30% on a base which is already very big and large. Now in my view this is happening for three key reasons. First is the rapid pace of pace of digitization. You know you've got to remember that ever since pandemic came in there has been an acceleration in the pace of digitization. Organizations want to provide the same level of digital experience that the customers and their vendors and employees expect so that they are able to get better leverage they are able to get better business models and cut costs so that's the first and foremost reason the second is the explosion of data there's zettabytes and zettabytes of data that's sitting out there but data by itself really means nothing data means something only when there are insights that come out of data which can allow organizations to create better customer experiences but equally create new business models create new products and be able to use that for a virtuous data cycle and the mm-hmm. third is the new age workloads you know the world is changed around us with the digital economy coming in with hyperscalers coming in there are new age workloads which requires servers to be the bedrock of the modern data center so in a snapshot if you really ask me are you the three things that have really pushed the envelope on the server consumption it is the pace of digitization it is the data explosion and the desire to unlock the value of data and lastly it's the new age workloads and the disruption around this is all coming in 
by bringing in the new technologies that can make the best use and provide the best outcomes and the efficiencies, both from application and the workloads to the organization. Wow. Uh, I'll just go off topic over here and just a general conversation with you. Uh, we've heard that, uh, you know, places like uh, Facebook or, or Amazon have server centers which are as huge as 14 football fields. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. By the way, uh, and this is not just about the hyperscalers that you're talking about. We've got organizations in India that have got really, really large data centers. We are talking about megawatts and megawatts worth of data centers. You know, you can you, you, you can count the data center in terms of number of football fields or number of tennis fields, but it's really the amount of power that these data centers consume, which makes them so unique. So we have India-based organizations carrying multiple thousand units of servers running in one single data center. And we'll talk through that, I'm sure, as we go through this conversation. Wow, of course. So what are the new technologies and innovations that are being introduced in the server space today? And uh, how have businesses in India, uh, like generally we just uh, touched upon this topic, have responded to these changes? You know, the easiest example, the moment you talk about technology innovations on server really comes out of the new kind of tech, new kind of pro, uh, components, you know, be it processing technologies or interfaces or memory or drive. Now, there's a lot of innovation that's happening there. But that still speeds and feeds. You know, the real value comes in when you're able to use the speeds and feeds to the best possible level. And which is what I'm really going to talk about here. Uh, and let me start by talking about, you know, we spoke about workloads, right? So how is the, how should the compute be adaptable? The compute has to be adaptable to ensure that it is running the workload and the applications in the most optimal manner. How does that happen? It happens by building purpose-built servers which are optimized for workload utilization, right? Mm. Now, we do a lot of this. We do this for a living, but we don't do this alone. We work with ecosystem partners to ensure that we are co-developing, co-engineering to, uh, to get the best optimal usage. So that is uh, the first example that I'll give you. Uh, by the way, within that, if you were to look at the kind of uh, processing units that are coming in, you know, the old age accelerators used to be only GPUs, but you've got IPUs, intelligent processing units now, you've got FPGAs, you've got data center processing units. Now, how do all of these come together to provide the, the most optimal performance is really what we are talking about in adaptable compute. Uh, the second is really automation of the entire infrastructure, you know, autonomous yeah. operations. Uh, yes. You can do all of this, but end of the day, from day one till the life cycle of the server, there's got to be automation at every single level. It starts with deployment at the time of day zero. At time of day one and during production, it's really about managing and, and, and giving the best uh, uh, automation during the production days and then being able to retire without having any security risks. So autom autonomous operations provide the best agility and provide the best flexibility that can come from the infrastructure. And lastly is the security threat. You know, ever since pandemic, the surface area of security threats has increased drastically. You know, all of us have worked from home during this period. We were not within the confines of a closed uh, environment. And as that happened, we have also seen the number of cyber attacks for organizations of various sizes increase multifold. So how do you create a security uh, architecture which is built in and not bolted on, which is proactive and not reactive? So those are the key three innovations if I were to really talk about, starting with adaptable compute, moving to autonomous infrastructure, and third, to have a cyber resilient architecture. 
yeah we listen to this and this is for the layman who is listening to the podcast right now we listen to this day in and day out that a huge banking uh, data breaches happened or a huge uh, social media platform uh, data breaches happened so uh, how important is it for someone who's into manufacturing of uh, these servers uh, to keep it as a key prospect so let me go on to the question that i'm really going to ask right now uh i've i've read it recently that dell technologies has been making waves with its focus on servers that empower businesses to fully leverage the cloud while insure, ensuring top notch data security across their power edge portfolio so what does this exactly entail and what i'm getting at it is in this age of cyber threats and data breaches how is dell technologies making sure that businesses can confidently embrace the cloud and trust their server solutions to keep their data safe a great question ayush again you've got to remember that uh, the world that we are in we are really going towards multi cloud architectures so we were in a world a couple of years back where we started by saying listen it could be either a public cloud or a private cloud and then it moved to hybrid cloud but now where we are going is really multi cloud strategy within which a public or a private or hybrid is a part of the overall strategy yeah now as organizations embark on multi cloud it's very critical to understand that there will be data that's going to move from one cloud to another it's going to move from public to private and vice versa and into other clouds hmm. which is where security becomes critical and a lot of this data is going to move on the networks which can be compromised at any stage so what we believe as an organization is that we need to have zero trust architecture yeah the basic tenet of zero trust architecture really means that any part of the it landscape or the network can be compromised at any stage so how do you create and manufacture servers and build servers where cyber resilience is intrinsic in nature rather than being as an afterthought yeah. cyber resilience is 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 proactive it's not reactive right so i'll give you a couple of examples what we are doing with our servers here for example is we are starting with device trust where we have a immutable silicon root of trust it's a hardware component that ensures that all the firmware all the biases updates everything is signed off right the second example could be uh, uh, software trust you know and in software trust it's really about again bios and firmware updates and how do you how there could not be any mutation to that as the, as all of this happens uh, the third could be the user trust where we are ensuring that only the user who's supposed to have access gets the right access and yeah. this happens through multi factor authentication and lastly i'll give you the other example which is on data trust where all of the data at rest is encrypted and these are some of the examples that i'm giving you there's there, there's a long list of other innovations that you've brought in but the fundamental to all of this is really that the security has to be intrinsic it has to be built in not bolted on it's got to be integrated into every phase of server life cycle from design to manufacturing through use and end of life mm-hmm. we continue to innovate and we are innovating to ever change uh, to meet the ever changing landscape yes and now i'd like to again go off topic because this mm-hmm. is what i do in tech sector <laughs> i just want to deep dive into this conversation um, as you all know that now all these major companies huge companies have gone into a model of hybrid working mm-hmm. wherein having a, a closed atmosphere is where you can be assured that the the data is going to be safe but how does these servers actually work when they're working on a hybrid model so what what is that uh, infrastructure uh, that dell provides okay so 
uh, and I'm again going back, going to answer this from a multi-cloud standpoint, right? Yeah. So you've got to have, you need servers to process the information that's coming from various devices across the board. Hmm. Now those servers could be at the edge, which is where the action is happening. They could be sitting in the data center or they could be sitting in the cloud. What is important is when all of this data is is coming through any of the network into these into these servers there is no mutation of data that can happen right mm. the fundamental of security and ayush let me also uh, be f- be very fair here there is you no one can ever say with 100% confidence that there would not be an attack mm. right so the fundamental of security really goes around protect detect and recover so what we do is we build tools for each one of these uh, 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 stages so first is to have tools which some of which i spoke to you about which is really around protecting now in the event that there is an instance how do you detect right at the earliest and once detected how do you recover mm-hmm. so bringing in technologies and this is not just around server but even the storage infrastructure we have got uh, uh, we have got air gap technology that we are bringing in so that in the event that there is an attack that happens you are not held at ransom by the attackers or or by the hackers and be able to still recover all of the data with within no time and continue to have the operations running seamlessly so fantastic. all of this needs to go hand in hand it cannot be one versus the other fantastic listening to you talk about this technology it's giving me a lot of hope uh, but while the technology has always been up- uplifting its adoption also carries an environmental cost uh, mm-hmm. you're talking about megawatts of storages so how does uh, dell view the sustainability of their infrastructure solutions in term of their carbon footprints and the environmental impact particularly as they support the indian businesses in their digital transformation journey so you know as an organization we have always believed that growth and sustainability have to go hand in hand it cannot be one at the cost of another you cannot lose growth because of sustainability or vice versa we need to be a digitally uh, enabled economy we will have to grow right yeah. uh, and let me let me give you this answer in two aspects one what we as an organization are doing within ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and what we are doing with customers so let me start with the first one what we are doing so we've got uh, moonshot goals for 2030 within which we have a lot of sustainability uh, goals for us as a company uh, and let me give you some examples there uh, for example by 2030 for every product that a customer will buy we will reuse or recycle an equivalent product fantastic right? Uh, the second example could be 100% of our packaging will be made from recycled or renewable material now while we talk about uh, customer data centers let's also remember that we as an organization are pretty large and we have data centers and facilities yeah. so we are ensuring that by 2030 75% of the electricity that we use will come from renewable sources wow. right so these are some of the examples which kind of uh, give you a sense of what we as an organization are focusing to ensure that we are reducing our customer foot, uh, carbon footprint and equally working on packaging re, uh, reusable and recyclable materials hmm. so that's our side of the story now comes what we are doing with customers uh, and particularly in india i'm very very happy to see that our customers are equally focused on sustainability as we are so we are bringing some very innovative solutions and i don't know if you've uh, read about this already but we Uh, recently launched the first green data center yeah yeah i've heard about it yes it's for phone pay yeah 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 beautiful and and uh, and, and let me just give you uh, an example there what the technologies that we are bringing in 
are liquid cooled technologies so you know normally you would expect servers to be cooled by air you know you you would have seen data centers with their rows and rows and columns of servers that are sitting getting cooled by air but though, but that technology is not as efficient as, as it can be right so the best measure is how do you reduce the amount of power that's required to cool servers yes so the first one that we brought in is called direct liquid cooling where we are actually using liquid to cool the 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 uh, the most uh, power hungry component that's the cpu so it's actually the liquid that's going inside the server cooling the cpu and then coming out thereby using lesser amount of energy that's required to cool the server the second one by the way is very very innovative what we are doing there and it's called liquid immersion cooling we are actually dipping servers inside dielectric oil so there are tanks that are full of oil and servers are dipped in them and running wow right it's very counterintuitive you typically do not think of electronics running while they are dipped inside liquid right yeah. now in this case because there's liquid all around every component the cooling is done on a regular basis for every single component of 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 server thereby reducing uh, what we call in data center world as power usage efficiency so we are optimizing that so the amount of power that we are using to run the servers and cool the servers has actually come down and that can then be used uh, and that reduces the carbon footprint of the of the overall data center so that's a that that's one example of really cool and innovative technologies that we are bringing in and i am not even talking about some of the stuff that we do around titanium rated power supplies or uh, vector cooling which runs in a traditional data center Yes. So the amount of energy that we've been able to save in the phone pay data center versus mm-hmm. a traditional data center could light up close to 2000 households. Wow. That is the impact of sustainable technology that we are bringing. Uh and as we speak I can tell you there's lot many more customers who are evaluating these technologies to ensure that their carbon footprint reduces and equally they are running in a more sustainable manner. and that's something which really makes me feel very happy and proud well manish we know that uh, dell is a market leader when it comes to server infrastructure uh, how hard is it to maintain it and secondly how hard how much hard work goes into uh, making yourselves the best in the world <laughs> listen uh, first and foremost it's a privilege to be in the position that we are in you know we can always we can we can we can always feel happy about the products and solutions that we bring in and the skills and capabilities that we bring in but first getting to the market leadership and then being able to sustain it quarter after quarter after quarter is 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 never easy uh, as the q3 idc data came in we have a 43.7% share in mainstream server market in india and that's fantastic and over the last four quarters we have sustainably been over 40% it takes a lot of hard work but i think more than us it's the confidence that our customers have reposed in us the fact that they believe we are bringing the right technologies and are adopting those technologies to get their outcomes is 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 most satisfying for all of us as an organization we really believe that the only way to succeed in this market or anywhere else is through constant innovation by bringing in our skills capabilities technologies to our customers and converting them in a manner or working with them in a manner that our customers succeed because of the technologies that we are bringing in fantastic and this takes me to my next question let us talk about some compelling success stories of indian businesses that have leveraged the potential of your data anyway technology to achieve their digital transformation objectives so 
you know organizations have to move to multi cloud to ensure that they get the best of data anywhere efficiencies or synergies right now as that happens there are a couple of things that we are working on and i can tell you as we go into 2023 this is an this is a this is a conversation that already started in 2022 we have seen some successes but you will see a lot more of that as we go into the new world uh, what we are doing is we are bringing technologies you know for example around around data management we are bringing technologies around rest apis for customers to be able to seamlessly burst into 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 hyperscalers we are bringing technologies that will bring our uh, uh, enterprise grade software onto public cloud onto the biggest and the best hyperscalers so that customers have the ability to use data where it exists for getting the outcomes that they want yeah right as we are doing this we have seen this get deployed accepted and in conversations with various industries let me talk about uh, some of them here let's talk about government for example government is using this very effectively to provide citizen services through mission mode projects or so many safe cities that you've heard mm-hmm. you know safe cities generate data in so many places how do you use them is is an example of where we are using these technologies uh, the other could be banking and financial sector where it's really about providing an omni channel a similar omni channel experience to every single customer thereby improving the customer experience and getting a, a better outcome for the organization uh, the third could be all of the digitization that you see happening in healthcare in fact there are so many more new cases that we are seeing you would start seeing robotic surgeries and mm-hmm. all of that would require data at the edge to be analyzed and uh, utilized for the right outcome or what we are discussing today with industry 4.0 in manufacturing you know requires a lot of robotics requires a lot of edge computing requires a lot of edge analytics requires a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning so all of these are some great examples of what we are seeing in india you know and 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 you heard me talk about phone pay uh, that's some you know that's that that's an app that you and i use every single day at a click of a button you can pay from anything like 1 rupees to 1000 rupees or beyond and just yeah. right so 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 that those are some clear examples of how technology is getting utilized you know i can honestly tell you ayush where we are we are at a verge of massive transformation and technology is no more a barrier hmm. it is just an enabler you know what it really requires is the vision of the technologists to make thing ha- things happen i am excited about being in this world and i am so much looking forward to what new we bring in 2023 what a beautiful message uh, what a lovely conversation uh, thank you so much to have spent your time i'll just ask you one more final question before we sign out of this podcast there are a lot of budding uh, you know engineers who are listening to this conversation right now from your journey if there's a tip that you could give to them right now uh, what would that tip be <laughs> i can tell you uh, one of the things that i always believe in be very very curious about the world around you you know if you have curiosity you will understand you'll learn you'll have the right attitude and you'll you you will do extremely well in life what a fantastic message ladies and gentlemen manish a vp and general manager of infrastructure solutions group with dell technologies india thank you so much to spend your time with uh, uh, techsectra and would love to have you back again onto the onto the podcast thank you so much ayush it was a pleasure being here And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. 
That's U-N-T-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smart Cost. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.